The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant, who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, Come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, Prepare something for me to eat, put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink? You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Just about everybody here knows that it's a challenge to raise kids, so I'm told. <laughs> um, you know, the, you give birth to these beautiful little babies, and at first it's really nice and fun and everything, and then you get to be about 18 months old, and some of them will be docile, and they'll be docile their whole lives, it seems like, and they obey, and they, they grow up, and it's no problem, but then there's the one that... that at 18 months learns to say no and then says no, 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 the rest of his, his until he's 18 and you send him off to the Marines or something, you know? It's like, oh, thank God. Um, and the funny thing is sometimes the docile ones are the ones that flail around later in life and the ones who were trouble and difficult and most challenging, the ones that uh, are most productive in life. It's who can figure it all out? It's a challenge, of course, raising kids to, to give them and share with them your values and your faith and your, your kind of how to live their lives. It's, it's no easy thing by any means. It's a great challenge. And, and so in a way it was for Jesus with his apostles, you know. Um, he didn't have to raise them from childhood, but he did kind of have to raise them during that three-year period of his, of his ministry. Early on, he chooses the 12 and says, come follow me, and they do. And, and, and you know, it's kind of exciting for them. And Jesus has this task of taking this kind of uh, gaggle of guys, you know, some of them are fishermen and some of them are tax collectors and some of them are kind of revolutionaries, and, and to, to train them and form them and to help them to become, you know, so much more than just fishermen, to become, uh, you know, real apostles who can carry on his mission long after he's left the scene. And that's a great challenge too. In a sense, he has to raise them up and raise them and teach them so much along the way. And it's not easy, of course, because, well, we all know from the gospel stories that 
that these guys were sometimes pretty hard-headed. These guys had their own ideas about things, and, and they were susceptible to all the temptations that everybody's susceptible to, especially, perhaps, the temptation to pride. You know, they had this wonderful experience of being Jesus' apostles, and that must surely mean that if we're Jesus' apostles, that makes us better than just his disciples. There's 500 of them and only 12 of us, you know? <laughs> we're so cool. Um, and, and, and even more than that, Jesus sends them out on missions, you know, and he says, go forth, and two by two, and they go forth, and they're healing people, and they're casting out demons, and they're doing the things that Jesus does, and they come back even more excited and more proud of themselves. And so when these apostles ask Jesus, you know, give us more faith, it's not like that father of the paralytic kid who, in great humility, before Jesus says, I I believe, but help my unbelief. Rather, it's kind of more like, you know, this is a superpower that you've given us. It's really cool, and it makes us special and unique, so give us more of it. You know, give us more of this faith thing, because it's cool, and it makes us better than the other people, and we're so proud of ourselves, because we're your apostles. And Jesus goes, oh, criminy. <laughs> you guys, you never get it. You never understand. You know, yes, you're my apostles. Yes, you're wonderful men, and you're going to be great when the time comes. But for now, for now, you've got a little bit of a problem, and it's, it's a pride problem. You know, if, you had, if your faith was so great, if your faith was even the size of a mustard seed, which is like this little itty-bitty thing, you know, you could say to that stupid bulberry bush over there, jump into the sea, and it would jump into the sea, but you can't do that. Your, your faith is really actually very, 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 very small. And they said, okay, I guess we kind of screwed up again. And, and Jesus goes even further with them. As Luke tells the story, kind of adds to the story here. And, and, you know, again, these guys have been out there and they've been doing the Jesus' things, you know, and, and, and they're, they're proud of themselves. They're proud that they've been able to heal people and, They've been able to listen in on Jesus' talks and gather around him, you know, just the 12 of them around the campfire at night and listen to him and be with him. And, and they're, you know, we're, we're kind of the, the big shots around here. You know, we're the, kind of the masters of this whole thing. And again, Jesus says, you know, this is, this is not good. You know, this sense that you're better than other people, that's, that's not where we're going here. To the contrary, and then he tells them this little itty-bitty little story, this little itty-bitty parable. What, what man among you, if he were a master, and he had servants and slaves, would welcome those servants and slaves to, to sit down at table with them, having come from the field and having come from the sheep? You know, nobody would do that. No master of the household would do that because these guys, they're servants, they're slaves, and they stink, and they smell, and they got dirt under their fingernails. That just wouldn't happen. And, and then Jesus makes it very clear that these apostles are not the masters of the house. They're the servants and the slaves. They're the ones who only do what God has asked them to do. And, and they're only doing the, what has been given to them to do. They're, they're servants. And they've got to be humble servants. They're not masters of anybody. 
And, and that's a hard lesson for them as it, <coughs> because, you know, we're apostles. And to conceive of themselves as dirt farmers and sheep herders and, and nothing more than that, that's really, really hard. You know, Jesus is trying to teach them yet again that if they're going to really be his apostles, they're really going to be his servants, then they've got to be servants of the poorest of the poor. They've got to be servants of the 500 disciples. They've got to be servants of the sick. They've got to be servants of anybody and everybody. And that service has to be humble, humble, humble service. Well, we know that it, you know, they're slow learners, but they're getting it maybe eventually. Um, we know that Peter doesn't really get it because at the end of the story he denies Jesus three times and we know that Judas doesn't really get it because he betrays Jesus and the others, of course, all have their difficulties. But in the end, in the end, they go forth and they, they do the Jesus work. They do the work of the kingdom of God. They do become, in the end, good servants, giving even up their lives as Jesus did. And so... Jesus' formation, Jesus' raising of these apostles and turning them from fishermen and tax collectors and re revolutionaries into real apostles is a, is a great challenge. We find it all the time in the Gospels. And it's, it's not only, of course, a challenge for those 12, but what Jesus is doing for them, of course, you know, anybody that's reading this story is doing it for us too. You know, he's also, in a sense, calling us out when he tells these stories and asking us, anybody who's his follower, anybody who ministers in his name, anybody who's an apostle in any fashion whatsoever, to guard against that same pride and that same arrogance in being servants of the Lord, in being his apostles, in being his followers. And that spirit of humble service of humble self-giving, of pouring oneself out for the other, no matter who they are, especially if they're the lowest of the low, especially if, if, if we have a tendency to feel ourselves masters over them, that they're lower than us, all the more reason to examine our lives and say, no, no, we are the servants here. We're not masters. And that's, that's an important lesson for popes and bishops and priests, it's an important lesson for presidents and kings and prime ministers, it's an important lesson for, for moms and dads, it's an important lesson for bosses and managers, it's an important lesson for all of us. If we're going to follow Jesus, then what we really want to do is do what he did in the same spirit that he did, of giving himself over to the lowest of the low, the poorest of the poor, the sickest of the sick, the weakest of the weak. And to do it lovingly and humbly without looking to ourselves like we're something great here. And it's hard, of course. It's a challenge. It's a challenge to let ourselves be formed by Jesus and his way in the kingdom of God. To really be servants and not put on the airs of being masters. Of being humbly faithful to the Lord Jesus. But the goal, of course... It's precisely what Jesus gives to us at the end of this morning's reading. What we want to happen when all is said and done with our lives 
What we want to happen, no matter who we are, how much authority we have, or how much power we have in the world, what we want to be able to say when all is said and done, we meet our Maker finally face to face, is, you know, I'm no more than an unworthy servant, and all that I've done is no more than what I should have done in your name. That's the goal. That's the goal. So that when we ourselves, you know, meet our maker, that can be the first thing that comes out of our mouths. That we have been humble servants, unworthy servants of the Lord. And everything we've done in our lives has been nothing more than what you have asked us to do.